We're Lane and Sherris, two certified clinicians who are obsessed with neuroscience and learning all the secrets behind the power of our brains. From alcoholic blackouts to phantom limbs, brain freezes, orgasms, and more, these bite-sized episodes cover all the human experiences that are fascinating to us. This is the mini Brain Blown Podcast. Hey, Lane, so what is on the agenda for our mini episode this month? I wanted to cover something that I find fascinating, which is why we have phantom limbs. That is one of the most wild things I think our brain does. Right. Literally, you don't have a limb, but you feel stuff. Absolutely. And you feel usually actually a fair amount of pain and discomfort, which is why they became so medically... It's like why this phenomenon became so heavily researched. Yeah, why the, yeah, well, and why they had why they needed an intervention. That, that's what I was trying to say. It's like the reason they're so painful that it caused the need for an intervention, which is why there's so much medical research about them. Okay, so what the heck is phantom limb? A phantom limb is exactly kind of what you described in the beginning, which is you're able to feel a limb or a body part that you don't have. And more specifically, it's an area on your body that doesn't exist that's causing you a fair amount of pain usually. Like it starts off often with tingling or a sensation or the need to itch, but it can also go into high levels of pain. That is wild. In thinking about this too, it would actually make sense why phantom limb would exist in our brains because clearly it can't live in the part of your body that doesn't exist anymore. Well, and it all goes down to Everything we actually experience, we aren't experiencing where we think we're experiencing them. We're experiencing literally everything in our brain, right? Like music is atoms moving that our brain interprets as sound. Same with colors, same with sensations. Everything is through the filter of your brain. This is a very clear example of that because there's no other way, place you could experience it. Yeah. Wow. Really, really great points. (laughs) Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, So where do we experience like these physical sensations, maybe even more specifically in a place that doesn't exist anymore? Like, Is that in the same part of your brain that you would feel normal pain uh, from a part of your limb that does exist? Yes. So an interesting piece about phantom limbs is What we have in our brain, what's going on there? Is that okay that I go there? Yeah, 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 please. Is This is all really focused on the motor cortex and the somatosensory cortex. So your motor cortex is a strip of gray matter. It sits like near your ears and runs the top of your head. Think of wearing a headband. Sure. Right? And your motor cortex sends commands to your spinal cord saying, move your arm. It's kind of crude movements on its own and to do better movements we have to have feedback right you have to have the grab a can okay too hard I just crunched the can okay too soft I dropped the can you need that feedback information for how much do I put pressure on this how far do I take this movement and so our brain needs two pieces one that's essentially saying do the thing the other one that's getting feedback for how much I just did the thing so my do the thing piece of my brain can adjust. This is one of the reasons that toddlers are awkward when they first start walking is because we're still 
getting that communication back and forth. Oh, yeah. They've got the do the thing, like the walk, <laughs> but the how to do the thing is definitely not connected. Absolutely. Well absolutely. And the piece that's saying essentially too much or too little is your somosensory cortex, which is exactly another parallel. So think of wearing two headbands. Sure. Right next to each other. Right. And on these two headbands, an interesting piece of this is regardless of what body parts the external body was born with, you have a body map that has all of your body parts. It has, quote unquote, the medical perfect perfect body, regardless of what your body actually has. Oh, wow. So even for people who are born, say, without a right arm or without a certain number of fingers on their hand. You neurologically have one. So that that exists, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And there's a map in this of your brain that does somewhat make sense in terms of your hand is connected to your arm, but doesn't always make sense because your hand is also connected to your face. The reason for this is because certain parts on your body require a lot less real estate. So your leg, although is a huge part of your body, doesn't do that complex of movements, really. Oh, yeah. And that's why we have such complex movements in, say, our fingers Absolutely. and thumbs because our brain is like, we use this all the time, every day, every single movement. We yes. have got to make sure we are focused in. Absolutely. So your hands take up a huge area of real estate in your brain that your leg does not. So because of that, although you have this map, your feet, for example, which are far more complex than your legs, are actually in your brain right next to your genitalia. Okay, this is getting super wild. We may need a new brain map for phantom (laughs) limbs. But let's also bring this back just a little bit to the phantom limb aspect of this episode. Because we have this body map. And we are born with knowing where everything on our body is and should go. How does that play into phantom limbs? So say you were born with a body part that you then lost for reasons of war, accident, cancer what have you. And when that happens, essentially there's no more data for your brain to take in. So Sam Keen, who is the author of The Tale of the Dueling Neurosurgeons, which is a super fun book, says that it's like a huge territory of the brain map goes blank. You would be like watching the United States from space at night with all the patches of sprawling suburban illumination and seeing a power grid of Chicago fail. It just goes dark. But as we've kind of discussed a bit in season one, your brain is always hungry for real estate because it can do infinite amount of things, but only has a finite amount of space, if you will. Sure. So it's consistently grabbing for anything it can to build new neurons. That's one of the reasons that neuroplasticity is so cool. Mm-hmm. So your brain has this neuroplasticity that says, hey, that area of real estate is no longer being used. I would like it. So the area that was previously taken up by your foot is now being stolen by your groin. Whoa. Okay. Wow. Okay. I kind of get that. That makes sense. Now, along those lines, though, why is the foot that you no longer have anymore still having experiences of pain or discomfort or itchiness? Is it because that real estate still kind of remembers what it used to be used Sort of, yes. And because that area is next to other real estate. So hypothesized from Sam Keen is if you have lost your foot, your genitalia becomes more sensitive because you have more area in the motor cortex and specifically in the somatosensory cortex. 
But oh, okay. So that wasn't an example. You were just saying that w- it is actually scientifically proven. Yeah. That the real estate that for your feet is actually really near your and genitalia close to your genitalia. Absolutely. <gasps> and one of the reasons we know that is because people who've lost their feet have a tendency to have more sensitive genitalia. However, because that area is right next to where your feet are, it's easy for that area to activate where your feet would have been. The other thing that's occurring here is normally, as I mentioned, my brain says, pick up a can, right? So part of my brain goes to reach and grab said can. But the other part of my brain needs to take in how hard I am squeezing the can so I don't crush it or I don't spill it. Right. But what's happening is part of your brain is going, squeeze the can. And the other part is 404 not found. There's just no data coming in. But the first part of your brain is like, no, I said squeeze the can. And your brain's like, I... I got nothing. So it says squeeze it harder. Whoa. Squeeze it harder until you're cramping. Right. Because you can't get the, like your brain is trying so desperately to just grab this can that your your brain is having a muscle cramp. Whoa. Yeah. And that would make sense because that is where you experience pain. Exactly. Is in your brain. Exactly. So you cramp in your brain, you cramp everywhere. Mm-hmm. Weird. So because this is all found in your brain... This is also how we treat it. Really interesting. I was going to say, now that we know where the pain is located, how does it stop? Like, how do we prevent people from feeling phantom limb? So Sam Keen says this came about somewhat comically with a Dr. Ramachandra who had a patient who lost his arm after a motorcycle accident and came in experiencing these severe cramping. And Ramachandra took him to a device that he created, which was an open-topped cardboard box with a mounted mirror inside. And he had this patient close his eyes and start swinging his hand back and forth. And at first, there was nothing that occurred. The phantom limb essentially wasn't bringing in any other information. But then the patient opened his eyes and saw the motion in the mirror, which of course is now flipped so that you can see on both sides. Uh And all of a sudden, his brain calmed down. It's literally a brain trick. You're uh-huh. tricking your brain into thinking that your arm is still there. It's like, hey, cool, chill out, mm-hmm. even though it's really not there anymore. Yes. Our brains take in vision o- above almost everything else. Our brain will believe vision far above most of our other senses. That this was the trick that worked of I see my arm, I must have my arm, and my brain can stop freaking out about the fact that I haven't moved my arm. That's really interesting. That's, Isn't that cool? Wow, that is so cool. First <laughs> of all, it's really cool to just think about, yeah, the fact that vision is one of the most powerful senses for us and for the brain specifically, that kind of makes a lot of other things our brain does that's weird kind of makes sense. Right. Uh, more on that maybe in new episodes. Definitely. But that is just really cool to think about. The <laughs> fact that you can trick your brain into thinking that it's like the body part is there it won't freak out anymore because it's like the 404 not found is it's, found it's found they, yes. oh it's fine don't worry we found the data it's all there <laughs> no worries and now your brain can calm down so all pain exists in your brain means we can fix it through the power of your brain as well thanks for listening to the brain blown podcast this podcast is created and produced by Lane and Sherris with music by James Austin. To learn more about this episode, head over to brainblownpodcast.com for script notes, visuals, and any resources we mentioned. And hey, 
If you have any topics you're curious about or want to learn more on, we'd love to hear about it. Send us an email to info at brainblownpodcast.com or reach out via social media to connect.